Amazing. Today I have Elaine in the podcast, Coach Yourself, and I'm already so excited. I love her atmosphere, her energy. Uh, she is a certified ICF coach and a le like leadership and life coach, and she has a background in consulting and anything else she will tell us for herself. Thanks for being here. I'm so, so grateful to have you. Thank you for having me. It's so nice to see you. Your, your bright sunshininess is um, contagious. I guess that's also due to my really big light. Lots of people have asked me about that. <laughs> oh yeah, because it's nighttime for you. Yeah, it is. It's really like right. 8 p.m. <laughs> Well, it looks like it's like midday and you're shiny and vibrant and ready to go. So yeah, kudos. I have, uh, I have summer vibes. So, uh, I just, you know, I have my plan. It's my jungle. It's my little jungle with the bookshelf. <laughs> anyway, I love it. uh, Elaine, uh, so please share a little bit about your story because we just spoke a little bit beforehand and I already really wanted to dive into this, but I knew we had to record it uh, so everyone can listen and get things out of it. So uh, why mm. don't you just start uh, wherever you feel and yeah. Yeah, we just go from there. Go from there. I love it. Um, I'll just focus on my coaching journey. Otherwise, we'll be here for hours. We'll be so enthralled <laughs> by all the details. I can do that. Um, my coaching journey started, well, I would say I was born a coach. My earliest memories are of um, being on the playground or summer camp, doing what I now have come to see and realize is coaching. Um, but it took me a lot of years and a lot of different paths, including... Um, project management from in a professional context, project management. I studied Chinese medicine. That's was so cool. I have to admit, that's so freaking cool. I have one question already, not because of this. Like That's another huge thing I could do a special podcast on, but um, you said that you had like coaching in your mind since you kind of think, right? I wanted to know, like, as I'm from Germany, uh, like coaching wasn't a thing for like yes. in my realm uh, until five years ago, but we do not have a Tony Robbins, which is like, you know, um, so I would love to know about this when you were saying you kind of grew up with the idea of coaching. Yeah, so I want to clarify. Um, and I, well, I want to clarify a bunch of things. One, I have very little Tony Robbins experience or knowledge. Um, when I say I grew up as a coach, I feel like I, I sat with people and would listen and would hear and would understand. And I had that kind of relationship and interest in humans and people dynamic from an early mm. age. But when I first started looking into, hey, what do I do with my life? I had been in banking for 10 years. It was my late 20s. Um, and I heard about this coaching thing. But similarly, I was a bit like, mm, I don't know about this. What is this thing? My parents are both doctors. I have, I come from a very specific background and education. And in some ways, title and identity was important to me at that time. And so I looked, I started to look at the path of coaching and was like, no, that thing, I don't even know what that is. Um, we'll just leave it. 
and lo and behold, a bunch of different paths over 10 more years. I did a master's in organization development, which is like a combo of business and human psychology. It's like I wasn't really ready to let the business professional identity go. Um, but I also did not really want to dive into being a therapist. So I found this middle path and I kept chipping away at this middle path until my late thirties where I was like, I can't chip away at this thing anymore. I got to go do this coaching thing. I know and if that. it's not the thing that's okay too. But, um, so yeah, I would say it's was probably more popular here in Canada. Um, probably more than five years ago, but I still find people don't really understand what coaching is, what the work that I do is. There's a lot of confusion around coaching versus training versus mentorship. Let's go into this, please. I love this. I don't know if everyone who's listening right now is like me, but I really, I get, I, I freak out when I uh, hear someone speaking about the differences because I love to speak about that too. So if you like, just let's pause here yeah. and uh, maybe yeah. you just share what's for you and then we kind of add on and, you know, like do it like this. Yeah, sure. Um, so I see, I see a lot of, a lot of what I see out there that uses the word coaching is actually training. There's a lot of business coaches, which is more so how to build a coaching business than it is around what are the skills or the techniques um, to be a coach. I think mentorship, so there's the training aspect, which some people call coaching. There's mentorship, which is, hey, Hannah, I really love your coaching style. Can you mentor me? Can we be in that kind of a relationship where I learn specifically from you? You're sharing your wisdom, your knowledge, your experience with me. And that's also different from coaching. How do you see those two things, training so, or mentorship? I, I can absolutely agree. Um, and like I always, like when I have an apprentice, that's like, I think a perfect example because I do like a mixture when I have an apprentice um, be, like uh, of the apprenticeship becoming a coach. So it's like, I always say it's like 50, 50, 50 mentoring, 50 coaching, but it really depends on what, like sometimes I have a coaching and I feel like, oh, wow, right now the mentoring aspect is serving. And so I bring it into it and like, most likely I will tell, and I will say, you know what, let's, drop it for now, like for this moment and go into the mentoring. Uh, so they really, because it's so important to me that they can see the difference and they are yes. not mentoring their clients. So um, yes. we usually do like proper coaching sessions, but of course, like the longer I guide them, the more mentoring is coming into, which is only the, re the only reason therefore is that like in the very beginning, I really want to bring them home to see what kind of coach they are. And I can't do that by just giving them who I am and how I coach. So they would just mimic me. And I don't want that. Yeah. I want, I want them to know how to show up in the world and not to be, you know, like, okay, now I've done a training, like six weeks, three months, I don't know, a year in a group. And I have 
my toolbox and I have like the how to do. And then I sit there and like, okay, what kind of coach I am? Like, who am I different yeah. to the 15 other people in my training? And yeah. I don't want it for my um, apprentices. So I do coaching and mentoring, but I, all, I'm really, it's really important to me to point out the differences even while I do it. So I love yeah. it. And I just shared with you before that I do right now host a training and I think that's so freaking cool. Like, I'm sorry, I'm so excited about my own things. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, we do this like 30 minutes magic sessions where I do like all the 10 women uh, who attend, they agree to reach out to me. And so we do a 30 minute session and I put them in a the group and they all comment why they had to hear that right so to mm. really learn to cool. listen deeply so it's not about like giving feedback on you know how yeah. both of us did but really why if you're 100 honest why do i need to hear that so in order to really grow and i think that's pretty cool because it's mm. a training obviously it's a training but it is with such a huge amount of coaching and i i, re I love to be playful with both of it in the same way, it's so important to me that people get what coaching is and what's training. And I think it is like when it comes to how to do things and to mimic things and to kind of feel comfortable to have tools rather than to know, you know, what your style is also yeah. uh, is making the difference. But obviously... As an ICF coach, you know, it's also like skills are very powerful, right? Yeah. I, so there's two things that I, I love that you say that you let them know when you're switching hats. Uh, that's the language I use. And I'll do that with my, my coaching clients um, that I'm coaching around leadership because I have a whole bunch of leadership tools in my leadership toolbox. I'll say, okay, I'm taking off my coaching hat. And then putting on my leadership consulting hat and that keeps it that's so cool that that's keeps so it clear cool. yeah um and then your other there was something else but now it's i my it's left my mind so i'll go back to your piece around as an icf coach yes i think it's really important to have some foundational knowledge and tools and i think it's really important to have had some supervision some mentorship some some support because all of your own stuff as a human comes into the coaching conversation which is part of why I love it it's as much I get as much out of a coaching conversation mm -hmm. and learn about myself as um as the client does and I think having some having those basic tools how you need to show up, um, what is in service of somebody, what is in your own service, as opposed to serving somebody else, all of that stuff helps you be a better coach in the moment. And I also think that um, we go to some pretty deep places at times, not always. There's the saying of meeting the client where they're at. So some people are ready to jump into the depths of their being and we can go there. Um, and there's a really clear line between the work of a coach and the work of a therapist, which I think brings us to the third category. Mm, I love that. 
<laughs> so how do you see the difference? Uh, you, for everyone who's watching me, like I really, uh, I want to hear everything. And when you, I just want to say when you said like, and I have this whole knowledge around leadership. You you said like, Ponyos with the head thing, but I was immediately like, oh, share share it. You know, like I want to know. But I I do know that would be like kind of too much for now, and it's not a training, but maybe. You know, maybe we do another podcast. Some leadership tools or things like that. The base, I mean, leadership is also, it's it's so fun. And regardless of the tools and methodology, there's a similarity to coaching, which is you can learn all the techniques and have a vision and all the stuff, but who you are as a person um, is part of who and how you show up as a leader. So part of the leadership work is in fact, in some ways driving to coaching, though you sometimes have to Trojan horse it. Um, some people are more open to the concept of leadership coaching as opposed to life coaching. So it all, it all has an intersection of helping people know themselves so that they can be um, so that they can grow in whatever it is that they're looking for, whether it's a professional aspect of their life, a personal aspect of their life, it all starts with, hey, who are you? What's your stuff? Mm. Uh, but I think it's in general such a great topic to reveal the own leader within you. I really love that. Okay, well, let's mm -hmm. go to the therapist um, topic. So I'll I have to say, like, when I think about that, what comes into my mind is my very first long-term client. She's an awesome person. Like, she was so ready and I was like, I said, so ready as well. And, uh, she, like, I was quite cheap in the beginning, as you know, like most coaches when they start, which I think it's just fair to play around and to explore. And I mean, I gave a hundred free coachings just to, you know, to really see who am I when I coach. So, but beside that, um, she just told me in the very beginning that she considered to hire another coach, but she wouldn't definitely not do this because she found out the rates of the coach. And then she told me that she had like a huge discussion with her husband, where they both kind of got angry about the prices of this coach. And, um, yeah. And what, why I'm saying this to the topic on surface is because they really compared that. So they, it was like, okay, how could, can someone charge 1k a month if a therapist is doing like 150 maximum per hour? Um, Great question. How do you answer Dive into that. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah. how do you answer that? So for me, it's like I've, I never had to compare this. So I was pretty calm about that. I mean, it was not my price back then, but things have changed. <laughs> so what, but I still, I think it, it would not have changed my whole, like how it landed for me. Cause I never, I do see how a therapist work. And obviously like, and honestly, I mean, I think they, do a great work and I have like so much clients I I would not like to handle 30 clients a week like not 
so I think they should charge more. <laughs> That's the first thing what I really like to say. Uh, and the <laughs> second thing is that I can only speak for myself and I do work so differently than um, the classical therapist. I do know therapists that charge the same price as a lot of coaches. I do know myself included. That's not the normal thing. And yet I, I know also like patients who hire them. So for myself, it's like I don't have a rate on hour because I don't see myself as a coach you can hire per hour. So it just don't make sense to me to com compare those things. I am like my whole calling is being a coach. Today, a client who is with me since over two years, she said to me, Hannah, I really wonder where you have this power from. Like you're always so full of power and energy. And I said, you know, mm. I just, I'm so in love with coaching. So whenever I reach out to her or she's reaching out to me in between the coaching, which is the first huge difference to a classical therapist, there is no in between. It's like 45 yeah. or 55 minutes, cut off, next session in 14, up, you're out. Uh, 14 days or whatever, right? So the first difference to me, and it always depends because some coaches, they coach similar from the structure around like a therapist. So I can not answer this for them. But to me, it's like I am, I have them in my energy field, wherever I go, whatever I listen to, like whichever video I watch, movies, also like the adventure movies, whenever I watch those things, I get insights for my clients. I have them in my energy field, right? So I get this right now because it's so true for me and I get excited about it. I'm like, oh, I have to tell her, I have to share this. I have to, you know, and sometimes I just write little notes and bring them into the coaching and stuff like that. So to me that's yes it is my work being a coach but it's i even it's who you are even if there would no money be involved like i mean in general like on the world right because you would have a different belief system around um how we pay i don't know how to say it. my english still uh, still have to improve it anyway I would do that. I would still be a coach because I love it. It's my whole passion. And so I see the work I do and I work like with maximum five to six long-term clients at once. So um, I see it as something so, so high value. And I've experienced it by my own, which I think is a really important um point in being a one-on-one -on -one coach like experiencing what you want to yeah. give to your client so I would never miss it and I still have like I I don't know if I will ever have no coach I just love being coached I love to grow um yeah I um when the when the topic comes up for me and then and for full transparency part of my journey into coaching full-time I left my last corporate job a little over a year ago, where I was doing coaching, leadership development, and change management in a healthcare context, which was very fun and very complex. And when I left that world, and I would call it when I when I opened up my eyes to the world beyond my limited perspective of coaching, I knew professional coaches that I went to a very specific 
training path with, who mostly all had very specific corporate um, backgrounds. And so I had a narrow view of this coaching field overall. And when I opened my eyes to, hey, what's going on outside of um, how I see things? Because I have a friend who didn't do coach training. She just started coaching and was making tons of money, helping lots of people. And I really had to take a look for myself to say, hey, what's going on out here? Because the world that I knew was coaching by the hour with very skilled people that I respected quite a bit. And then I would see and compare, hey, what's going on out here? There are people <laughs> charging a lot of money with different kinds of experience. So I had to challenge myself on the whole, hey, what, what, how does it make sense to pay this person $15,000 for a six month package? I'm throwing numbers out in the air. Yeah. When I was paying this other person in my training and in other parts of my life, $100 an hour. And I really wrestled with that for quite a long time. Um, so I just want to be transparent about that. And then going back to the difference in therapy, what I often will say to my clients is, and it's one of the things in the ICF, is you really need to be clear with your ICF for anybody out there is the International Coaching Federation. It's one of, I think, three certification bodies. I think it's the big, um, like the biggest one, right? Yeah, I think so. And also for full transparency, I know great coaches who are certified. I know crappy coaches who are certified and vice versa. So I'm uh just for clarification, like whoever is listening, I'm not an ICF coach, right? So all my trainings and seminars and apprenticeship were without a proper certification, just to drop that. <laughs> and that's really I I think what's important is that you have had training and you have had mentorship and you have had some guidance in your path, whether you're ICF certified or not. I think for me is less important. Um, anyway, back to the therapy thing. I sometimes, how I explain it to people is that um, coaching is goal-oriented and future-focused. And when I say goal, I don't necessarily mean smart objectives. People define goals in lots of different ways. Some like to use the word intention. Some like to use the word direction. Some like Desire. to use the word value. Yeah, desire, exactly. Um, so, it, and it is future focused. In that journey, we do touch on the past. We do touch on what's your programming. When you wake up in the morning and your beliefs kick in and your thoughts kick in, um, we touch on all of that and we explore it. And when something comes up that feels like it is out of scope of my realm of knowledge and expertise, 100% it is my responsibility to um, to share with that person that that's, this is not my wheelhouse. I think you would be better served by somebody else and to have, you know, some therapists that I would recommend to them. And oftentimes therapy and coaching go hand in hand. Yeah. And I personally had that experience and I got to a point with my coach, I was butting up against this idea of anger, which I because of my family or of origin and background and all that stuff, I'm like, was terrible with anger. It basically didn't exist in my world, which egotistically I was like, 
I don't even feel anger. I'm so good. And then I've come to learn that it's important to have a full range of emotions. So in my coaching, I was coming up against this thing with anger and my, my coach, who is probably one of the most skilled coaches I had ever been with, was like, hey, this is outside of my realm. I was like, okay, so does that mean we're done? No, we don't necessarily need to be done. This is something for you to explore deeply with somebody who is trained at a much deeper level. And I can still support you in this way in terms of the forward moving and the goals and the actions you want to take. That was a very long explanation. No, well, I I love that because I'm on the same page with you uh, about that. Um, I I used to say to some of my clients that um, also because sometimes it's like, oh, I want to be a coach, but I have or I have had therapy. So does it mean I cannot be a coach, right? So I think that's another great uh, thing we can we can uh, look at it and I definitely believe that um, there is no like limit on if you have had therapy or if you just experience it right now I do know um, we do know a person who is doing so great in coaching and still um, is, is, is meeting a therapist and I think um, that's not it's it's not like Ah, you need you need to be fully it's coming to the point where uh, you don't need to sit on the hill you know on the top and saying oh I'm here and you're down so I can help you that's not how it works right so I think yeah. it can be a great coach and having therapy I've never had it but I have guided people for over a decade um, while going to the therapist and you know like dealing with borderline depression stuff like that so I kind of get a huge perspective on therapy and that's why i also think um it can even help and if you like i think what is really cool if when the therapist is open and the client to really kind of connect um together so you can it can really go hand in hand it doesn't have to be necessarily like that but i think that's also a great uh thing to play around so I would, I would almost go one step further and say, in order to be, hmm, I'm challenging myself as I'm about to say it, but I'll say it anyway and see how it feels yeah. when it comes out of my mouth. Um, part, in order to be a really great coach or part of your journey in being a really great coach is really truly knowing yourself because, and through whatever I call them helpers. I have all kinds of helpers, whether it's a therapist or a coach or somebody who guides me with breath work. The stuff you are essentially, as the coach, you are you are the vehicle, you are the mirror, and all of your own stuff kicks up. So, for example, again, my own background, etc. I have a I have a slight people pleaser side in me. And so if I don't do the work for myself on my people pleaser side, then my ability to be really in service of and helpful with a coaching client, I can only go so far because coaching isn't about being friends. I'm great at making friends Mm -hmm. and I have lots of them. And um, in the coaching dynamic, there is an aspect of really courage and needing to be 
open and direct and to share with people what you are seeing and thinking and observing. And so when my people pleaser kicks up, that can interfere in the progress and the dynamic for my coachee. And so for me, the day I stop working on myself with whatever helpers yes. and I'm open, um, yeah, I would see that as okay, time to find something else because it's an ongoing ongoing evolution and I am an ongoing evolving human. Mm -hmm. I am not the same. I'm the same in some ways as I was 10 years ago, but lots of, lots of new things come up along the way. I love to call, like, I don't know if it's, if you agree, but uh, when I hear you, it's like, for me, that's what I call coming home. Like, and, and I do call it like this because I, for myself, I just realized uh, within the last five years how much coding like come into the game while growing up and, you know, like let it be a school or, you know, like the whole social uh, environment and, you know, like how people treat other people in front of you while you just grew up and all the stuff. And the more I realized that I was like, oh, wow, I do this because I grew up like that. and whenever I um, get coached, uh, like let it be in the session or in between, like um, I, I always love to also hire coaches who do kind of, you know, like the in-between coaching because I'm, I just love to um, share what's going that's on. magic happens. Yeah, right. That's, that's it. And, and so everything what I do today and right now is just, so much more me and it was always with, with me but I held back I thought I'm not right that way or you know like being multi-passionate oh my gosh it's a long story I felt so bad about that and you know not stand out with just uh -huh. one thing and there's so many things I I didn't show up fully even though I kind of was the same person as today but I didn't show it because you know like rejection and yeah. all the stuff so I am to like People who know me from five or 10 years ago would say, oh my gosh, Hannah, you, you're owning your own business. You have created that much money. And they will say like crazy shit. Like, and, and yet uh, I'm just more of myself. I didn't change in a way that yeah. I'm not myself. And I think that's such a beauty. And I, I love that. I, and I think that's what coaching does like like when I speak about coaching and we are on the same page because you know coaching can also be I'll sometimes, I'll sometimes describe it as a as a scarf I like what you're saying about the coming home to yourself and I also I've heard that for years and I didn't quite understand it for a long time I mean I could repeat it because I'd heard it so many times but it didn't make sense to me until I've been in, in more deep with the process but I'll sometimes describe a scarf like for so many years wearing a warm cozy scarf that matches all your outfits that somehow is the perfect temperature regardless of the weather outside you have this scarf and it's just you love it and it keeps you warm and everybody knows that you're always going to have your scarf on and then one day you're like ah, 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 i'm a little bit choking from my scarf it's a little bit too hot in here i can't really breathe and so part of the process is like at whatever pace you're comfortable with, 
taking that scarf off at a pace and with choice because it's kept you safe and comfortable and everybody knows you and you know yourself with your scarf and there's more you can breathe more and experience more and have a richer <coughs> excuse me <coughs> experience um, as you start to unravel take off a little bit of that scarf knowing hey I can put that on if I want that if I want that people pleaser part of me to show up in this moment I got it it's still there I, I love the analogy like I think it's great because it points also out that it can hurt and sometimes we keep it for another 10 years I like I overstay now but oh, it, yeah. in fact it can be another 10 years even though we realize oh that scars, that side of me, that pattern, that habit, however, hurts. But as yeah, you said, like what, what's so important is that to, and I think it's a, one of the first steps to kind of be able to undress in that way, uh, is to realize that it has served you. Yeah. So I think that's a huge, a huge, awesome first step. And to know that you have choice. This isn't about, it's not about, hey, you have to change to be better or you have to change. It's it's really about, here are some, some patterns, some behaviors, some thoughts that have served you really well. Let's acknowledge them. Let's be with them. And you get to choose when you want to put that scarf on. And when you don't, you are like, whole, complete, resourceful, capable human, exactly as you are. Yeah. I, I so much agree. I love chatting to you about coaching. You are as passionate <laughs> as I am. And I love, I love that you have a different perspective and you've come to it in a different way. And yet um, it feels like there's a lot of similarities in the like deep embodied love of this work. It's really nice. I think so too. Like, um, I had so many questions and thoughts, but this is what happens lately really often in my last podcast. It was a huge thing that I don't have any question in mind because I'm so... <laughs> You know, like I just see you, I look at you, I hear you, and I just kind of forget the world around us. Like just uh -huh. taking in everything what what others saying. That's lovely. You have you have a gift in that in that in that listening piece, and like really being curious and present. I just caught myself when you were speaking about your beginning, like saying, yeah, you know, you were, you were on the playground and already kind of knew you're a coach because uh, I relate so much. I mean, I, for like a long time, I had no idea what coaching is, but I, all my friends were like, it helps oh, yeah. me so much to talk to you. And I was like, I love to, to do so, you know, I had no idea. No. Uh, and I thought I need to be a therapist. Yeah. I, I really don't want to be a therapist. Like, I love that there are people who do this job. I never feel called to that. So I was like, okay, I go into the social work world and do like social working and stuff like that. And then I started trainings like 
positive um, uh, therapy stuff and systemic counseling and all those, you know, like hear something a little yeah. Yeah. And when when I'm coaching just put it together. Yeah, and when coaching was out there, I was like, oh my gosh. This is it. Yeah. So I don't know, but you said that you you know like also someone who just started coaching and made a lot of money. And like regardless of like I I think it's truly important to be well trained. So um when it comes to excellent coaching, I do have, like, I really want my clients to understand what coaching is. Yeah. <clears throat> and you, you have a program, don't you, for new coaches where you help them? Yes, but it's, it's one-on-one. -on -one. It's the apprenticeship. Hmm. Yeah. And, um, and it is, um, I have to say, uh, before anyone is like, oh, let's look at this i have to say it's like totally not for everyone because i throw people in, into the cold water like in when 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 you get trained by me you really have to coach even if you have no idea of coaching before you get anything from me because i like it, this this is what i just said before um i'm love i'm totally in love with excellent coaching because i know the power of coaching but i'm also so much in love of the calling of someone and coming yeah. home and like the people i have trained so far they don't have any issue to um position them in the market because they know about their abilities they know who they are as a coach they don't compare themselves to other coaches because they are so they feel mm, so okay. yeah and, and i think that's same important as knowing the skills and you know like so it comes to this yeah. of really knowing your calling and know who you are within this and being well trained yeah i love that mine uh my training which <clears throat> is that a great uh, yeah that training was exponentially important in my life, a place called the Hudson Institute, which they position themselves as executive coaches. Um, it was very much focused on skill and tools and to some extent on the on self, it's called self as instrument. But I love what you're saying, which is taking it one step further mm -hmm. around really who do you, who are you, who do you want to be, what's important to you? as a coach, and I know for me, part of the journey and how we met through a different coach was getting really, really clear on, okay, I've got the toolbox. I've got a massive toolbox from a lot of different things. Yeah. Where, where do I fit? How do I show up? What's my style? So that it feels real and authentic and aligned for me. So it sounds like your, your peeps are getting a really good bit of both. Uh, I, yeah, they do. Like I've learned to own uh, the greatness of what I create. So uh, five years ago, I would say, yeah, I maybe that's true. You know, like trying to not own that. But step away from it. Yeah, 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 exactly. And I mean, this is what I train. Um, and like I am, I coach my people around that a lot, like that they really own um not only what they create, but also, you know, who they are. Because uh, so often, um, like, 
I can only speak, speak for my clients, but so often when we start the journey, uh, it's like they feel bad about any kind of part they have, like, because someone and even sometimes therapists have told them that what they like, how they show up in that part of life is wrong. And they struggle so much with this part and it doesn't have to be like the therapist and it's not like the fold of this, right? But um, to yeah. own- I don't think anybody needs to be any harder on themselves in yeah, general. Exactly. In the world. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, I love that. I, I, like, I wanted to say something else about the therapist and coaching thing. But I think it was more, yeah, around also the, um, when it comes to the difference in within the session, as you said, like it's uh, not future, um, like therapy is based on, like, first of all, what I always love to, like when someone asks, it's kind of really sudden, but still is that to have a therapy, you need to have like uh, kind of a, how to say in English, pat patholog like it's a, you have to have all oh. right so yeah i don't think always i've gone to therapists who are like hey what's up like ah this yeah but to go like i don't know how is it in, in like in your like where you live but in germany you really have to have like a proper issue to get oh. sent over to the therapist like kind of the requirement. No, I mean, you can have a private one, but that's not a common thing in Germany. Hmm. Yeah, I think it's different here. You don't need a referral. Like a recipe. You like in Germany, no. you need a recipe in order to that. So because we get paid, like it's it gets paid by the health injury in Germany. So yeah, if you want that, and this is like the common way of uh, getting a therapist. You have to go to the doctor and, you know, like explain mm. wha what's going on. Um, and so then they p point out, like they say, okay, because of this illness, or we think that it it's that. Yeah. So, and then they go to the therapist. So in Germany, it's like a huge thing. I think there are some processes like that. Um, and maybe if you have benefits in your organization, you might need to do it that way. But a lot of people... I can just pick up the phone and call the therapist and say, I feel anxious. Or even if I don't have the pathology, the description for it, hey, there's this thing that's coming up in my life that I want to explore. I think it's it not, has it hasn't been goal oriented. Yeah. Pardon? I think I, I think this is what is now kind of growing in Germany, but it's kind of new, like, I, I mean, maybe it's in my realm, maybe people are like, no, Hannah, I have a surface since years and I'm in Germany and I, I don't want you like, but in my realm, uh, it's like, I only know it that way. Um, gotcha. And that's kind of the, one of the biggest differences when it comes to coaching. So you can, like, I, I always like to say, um, because coaching is endless like it's not like ah I have three sessions then I'm done with it and it's fine like I mean you can't do th those things but um, coaching yeah. is not there to like you don't if you feel great and joyful and you feel like oh my gosh there is something I want to do 
but what is it? You know, but you're like, ah, yeah. coaching is perfect. So the better someone feels, the better the energy is, the higher is the chance to easily dive into it. So um, gotcha. that would be a big difference. Like I don't, I, I think if you right. sit on the couch on a therapist and you're saying, you know what, I feel great, but I want to give birth to something really powerful. I think the most therapists are like, oh, that's new. Like, let's go. But I think they would be like very surprised. Mostly therapy is about something's wrong. Let's dive into it. Yeah. Whereas coaching is very much, there's a very different energy of growth and future focus. And in that process, maybe some boundaries or some mindset stuff or some limiting beliefs, all those things come up. But it really is about a forward forward growth, which makes it so fun. I love that. I could talk to you for hours. I do know that you have to go. So I'm not um, taking it any further. Anyway, um, I guess I have to invite you again, Elaine, because it's so much oh, fun. Chat with you anytime on all topics. That's so awesome. Okay. And as always, because um, I do know that some of the people who listen to this, they really want to become a coach or they're in the very first beginnings. And I really love to ask you for an advice if you have. So um, yeah, and just share this for the very end of this amazing, amazing episode. For someone who wants to become a coach? Yeah, or is it like in the beginning, you know, like just what comes into I, your mind? I would say, get a coach. Mm. That would be my very first recommendation you can look at programs you can there are so many different ways to learn the skills as you say and i think it's really 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 important to have experienced the power of coaching and maybe even two in my program we had multiple we had to experience multiple coaches to know that it was different um and that people bring different things but ultimately have an experience, an embodied lived experience so that you can feel the power of coaching. And from there, with that energy, with that excitement, you can find a mentor, you can find the right training, you can find the right school, you can just start coaching. Um, but the first step, have a coaching experience, see the power of it for you. If I can get another one or two minutes of you, yeah, what, would, what would you, uh, what, what suggestion do you would uh, give to people um, of how to decide on which coach to hire? Because this is a huge thing. Oh, and yes. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I would say it's like dating. And I say that with a caveat that I didn't date a whole lot in my life. So I'm not a pro dater. But... I would probably choose, I would get referrals. Hey, is there anybody that you know that's worked with a coach that you've, that they've liked? Um, that's probably where I would start. And then what, I would what have- Because I do know that, especially in Germany, it's a lot like they don't know any other person who had coaching. What would you suggest to someone <laughs> like this? reach out to you. No. Um, 
I would say, well, there's a couple of a couple of options in the in my linear brain. You can go to the ICF registry and they have a find a coach and you can find them by specialty or by location. Um, I would say either through that or if you're going to do a Google search, you will end up with so many. Um, uh, it's more what's like what well, I really uh, more meant. I'm so, I didn't point it out. Is like when they have contact with like let's say one or two or three different coaches, and they're like, okay, but who who do I hire? Because I think um, sometimes like there are different approaches, right? Like you have to you have to decide now. Like you have to go into the whole thing. And is there anything you would say what could help them? in order not to, you know, like kind of regret or feel go yeah. with? Um, my answer is probably more aligned with how I think you might answer, which is it's really a feeling. It's a gut feeling. Um, in my approach, and I think Hannah, with you, with your approach, we do a two session Kickstarter. I don't, I, I stopped doing this this year. Okay. Um, that's so that's one way where you can get an experience of the coach and the coach can have an experience with you to see if there's a fit but ultimately it really is I, it, there really is something to listening to your gut listening to your instinct which is why I say it's it's that's where you <laughs> your approach is probably um, you have some insights into how a person can really feel hey does this feel like the right thing even if it checks all the boxes or doesn't check any of the boxes i feel connected to this person i feel excited about it um, i think that's really important mm, i love that i love that it's the ending for session. elaine thank you so much for being here i am already looking forward to have your first second session uh, episode <laughs> Anyway, um, have a great, great day. You start your day. I go uh, to the bed in a couple of like one, two hours. Um, thanks for being here. Enjoy your evening and keep doing what you're doing, sharing the love and the knowledge and the info on this amazing, amazing world of coaching. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so sending thanks. you big virtual hugs. <laughs> <laughs>